Last week, we were going to take a pretty big jump, actually. Uh, last week, we talked about 1 Samuel 17, around that area, 15 to 17, where David is walking into the valley, right? And he's going to fight Goliath. And it, wasn't, it was right before that that Samuel approached David, as we talked about last week, that the Lord doesn't look on the outward appearance, but he looks on the heart. And it, when he walked into, uh, Samuel walked in, he anointed David to be king. But actually, a lot of time goes by before David is actually sitting on the throne because there is one, and his name is Saul, as we talked about last week, who is not really welcoming of David. And David actually spends his life on the run and hiding and chasing and wondering what is going on. I thought God anointed me to be king, but he's running, 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 running. And eventually, you get to the end of 1 Samuel and Samuel realizes, I mean, Saul realizes that he's surrounded and he ends up taking his own life because he realized he didn't have any other way out. And eventually the Bible, in the, I love the heart of David, is David, he didn't just celebrate that. He, he mourned. He took time to mourn the loss of a life and he spent time in that season. And then right after that, the Bible says that David was anointed, as here in 2 Samuel chapter 5, we're going to see that David was anointed king of all Israel. Finally, he gets to the place where he was supposed to be many years ago as a young boy, and now he's come to this place. And so we see this story pick up in 2 Samuel, and God's beginning to paint this big picture, and we might get into that later on. But I wanted to take you into David's first battle as king. David's first battle as king. This is an interesting battle. And especially it's a very interesting battle because it's a battle that David is taking right when he gets into the kingdom. Now he's got some problems. And once again, as throughout all of the book of Samuel and even now, the problem is always those big, tall guys that go over seven feet tall. They come all the way from Philistine nation and they are the Philistines, right? the champion Goliath who got defeated. But I guess they never got over that uh, fact that somebody knocked out their champion and they always just kept bringing problems to David and to the rest of Israel. So you see here in 2 Samuel chapter 5 that now the Philistines, they're ready to come back. They've seen that David's been anointed king. They got a little fear in them and now they're ready to come back. The ironic thing is, is if you go back in 1 Samuel, David actually lived with the Philistines for a while. He actually lived in their midst, and he actually was being protected by them from Saul. So it's kind of ironic, but now they're coming back to him. They, didn't, they don't care about that anymore. He's not a friend. He's an enemy. So the Bible says in 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 17, it says, When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David. But David heard of it, and he went down to the stronghold. Notice where he went. He went to the stronghold. And now the Philistines had come and spread out in the valley of Rephim. And David inquired of the Lord, shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you give them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, go up, for I will certainly give the Philistines into your hand. And David came to Baal Perezim. And David defeated them there, and he said, The Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breaking flood. And therefore the name of that place is called Baal Perezim. And the Philistines left their idols there, and David and his men carried them away. 
in the account of Chronicles that's wrote about this. The Chronicles also records this story. Uh, the Bible says that David actually burned their idols. And the Philistines came up yet again and spread out in the valley of Rephim. And when David inquired of the Lord, he said, You shall not go up. Go around to their rear and come against them to the opposite of the balsam trees. And when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of balsam trees, then rouse yourself, for then the Lord has gone out before you to strike down the army of the Philistines. And David did as the Lord commanded him and struck down the Philistines from Geba to Gezer. This is an amazing story, an amazing story of David's beginning as a king. But we learn something here today. We learn something powerful about God. We learn something powerful about the kingdom. We learn something powerful, really, about David's life as king. The Bible says that when they went to this place that they came, that it was in the moment when they didn't know what to do, David inquired of the Lord and the Bible says that he came and he prayed and asked God, do we do this? Do we do? Is this what we're supposed to do? Do we go up against them? And the Bible says that he went and he defeated them there. And he said this because the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breaking flood. Some translations say bursting through. You kind of get this image of a sudden impact. It's a sudden like moment where it like it pops, like you take a balloon and you fill it with water and you keep filling it and you keep filling it until suddenly it breaks, it pops, it bursts. And this is what David was experiencing here. And the Bible says that he named that place. And that's why the place is called Baal Perezim, because, the, because he recorded that it is the place of the Lord of the breakthrough, the Lord of the breakthrough. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. So I want to talk to you about recipe for breakthrough. Recipe for breakthrough. You know, breakthrough is a term we use a lot in church that sometimes we use it, but we don't really know what we mean when we say it. We say we want breakthrough, but what does that really mean? You want breakthrough. What does that really mean? What does it mean according to the word of God? David experienced a breakthrough like he had never seen before. But what did it really mean for him to experience a breakthrough? And so today I want to show you a few things about breakthrough today. First, let's kind of define breakthrough as we see here in 2 Samuel chapter 5. First off, we see that breakthrough is when God intervenes in the natural with the supernatural. It's when God shows up with supernatural abilities in our natural limitations. It's when God comes on the scene, all-powerful, almighty, and shows himself strong. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that beautiful? And that's what God does all throughout the New Testament, really, as Jesus is walking through the streets as he's walking through the streets of Jerusalem. He is the Lord of the breakthrough as he's walking through the streets because there is the supernatural intervening in the natural and sick people are being healed. People are being delivered. There is just a mighty work happening. Literally, if you want to define breakthrough, it is God breaking through the natural with the supernatural. It's God breaking through the natural with the supernatural. So let's look at a few things about breakthrough as we see here in 2 Samuel chapter 5. First off, we note something about David here. That David, when he got word that the Philistines were on to him, when he knew that they were about to be in trouble, notice what he did was he went to the stronghold and the Bible says that he inquired of the Lord. 
This wasn't the first time that David inquired of the Lord. The Bible records often as you read the story of David through the season of running from Saul that when he didn't know what to do and he got in a situation that he was stuck, the Bible says that he would inquire of the Lord. Actually, at some points you would see him go to the priest and take the ephod, the, pre- the, the, the vest of the priest and put it on as a symbolic way of going before the Lord and asking and inquiring of him. And David made it a habit that when he got into a jam, when he got into a situation and didn't know what to do, that he made it a habit to inquire of the Lord. You see, breakthrough is the result of inviting God to intervene. It's the result of inquiring of the Lord. It's the result of calling upon God and asking him to come in and take control of the situation. You see, a lot of the times the problem is, is that God wants, to, wants us to get it in our hearts and realize that he is in control and we are not in control. And that starts by humbling ourselves and inquiring of the Lord, asking God to come through and intervene in our situation. It takes humility. It takes faith. And it takes the kind of heart that says, God, there is nothing going to happen apart from you. We need you in this situation. You know, the thing is, is that breakthrough, the great thing about breakthrough is it's not just limited to one situation or circumstance. It can be applied to anything. It can be come across in any situation in life. Maybe you have a a, a job thing that's going on and you need breakthrough. That is the moment that you humble yourself and inquire of the Lord and say, God, I need you to intervene. And God shows up somehow in some way and surprises you like you've never seen before. Maybe it's some way that you need, you're going through a storm in your life and you really need God to break through and come on the scene in a great way like you've never seen before. It happens when we inquire of the Lord. David inquired and he not only inquired, but he basically went to the Lord and said, God, what do I do? What do I do? This teaches us a basic principle about the word of God is that when you don't know what to do, go stand before the Lord. Go stand before God. When you get into a situation and you wonder, where do I go? How do I do this? What do I do? What's next? Do I do this? Do I do that? The the, the thing that we learn from the word of God over and over again is that God will honor the person that inquires of him. God will honor that person and God will answer that person. Breakthrough is the result of inviting God to intervene. Next, we see something powerful is that breakthrough requires waiting. Breakthrough requires waiting. You see here in this one situation that that the Philistines, they couldn't get enough in the first round, so they wanted to come back again. But the thing that's interesting is that the first round is that the Bible says that they went out and defeated them. But the second round, God called them to just wait. They weren't supposed to go up and defeat them like before. They were just supposed to wait. Wait. And when they were waiting, they weren't supposed to make any movement. They were just supposed to wait until they heard the sound of marching in the tops of balsam trees. You see, the hard thing about breakthrough is, is that breakthrough is something that when you get your mind and your heart set on it, you anticipate it so much and you just want it to happen so badly, right? Come on, when you're in a bad situation, you want to get out of it quick. When you don't know what to do, you want an answer right away. That's just the nature of us being humans. But sometimes breakthrough requires waiting. 
The answer that we need, the, the supernatural intervening in the natural, means that we just have to wait a little bit for God to work on our behalf. It means that we just have to sit in a season where we don't make any movement, where we don't make any decisions, but we just say, God, all right, I'm going to wait for you. This is often this, the point where a lot of people mess up. It's because they don't have enough patience to wait on the Lord, and so instead they want to figure it out on their own. But what waiting is, is waiting is a statement of faith. When you wait before the Lord, when you get into a situation, it's a statement of faith that says, I will trust in God to work it out. I'm not going to get in on it on my own. I'm not going to put my hands on it. I'm going to let God work it out on his own. And that's what David had to learn. And the Bible says, surely enough, that when they waited there, that they heard the sound, that immediately the Bible did just as before, and they defeated the Philistines once again. But it required them to wait. Imagine what would have happened if David went in, running ahead of them, and tried to defeat the Philistines. Although I don't think they would have won that battle. They would have lost. Breakthrough requires waiting. And when we get into seasons... We need breakthrough in our lives. We need God to intervene with the supernatural into the natural. It requires waiting upon the Lord. Notice something here is that when David marked this place, Baal Perezim, he called it the Lord of the breakthrough. And that says to us is that when you wait, you're not waiting on something to just happen. You're not waiting on something of just nature to just happen. You are literally waiting on the Lord because it is the Lord who is the Lord of the breakthrough. You're not waiting on something to just occur by happen chance. You are actually waiting on God himself. And the Bible says that those who wait upon the Lord, they will renew their strength. There comes strength when you wait for the Lord of the breakthrough. You know why there comes strength when you wait upon the Lord of the breakthrough? It's because you don't have to figure out the breakthrough on your own. God does. All you do is sit back and wait for God to work it out. Breakthrough requires waiting. Third thing I want to show you in the recipe for breakthrough is you see here in David is that breakthrough is not manufactured. It's God orchestrated. Breakthrough is not manufactured. It's God orchestrated. Oftentimes, just like David in this situation, he didn't know what to do, so he inquired of the Lord. He went to God in prayer. He asked God for direction, and God worked it out in his way. And, and by some weird way of when you hear some uh, sounds like an army in the trees, then that's when you go. It was strange. It was different. It was unusual. And this shows us something powerful about God, that God is not one to be manufactured. God orchestrates things in his way. And the trouble with breakthrough a lot of times is sometimes we get so caught up in trying to make it happen that we try to manufacture breakthrough, but really what we end up manufacturing is a failure. But God wants to do is manufacture, is not manufacture, but he wants to orchestrate it in a way that is according to his will and in his purpose and in his plan. It's amazing that the Lord did it in this way. When you hear the sound of marching in the tops of balsam trees, oh, they were going to tell that story for a long time. And that was only a story that they could walk away and say, only God did that. I want to tell you something. This is why breakthrough is not manufactured. It's God orchestrated. Because if breakthrough was manufactured by our own hands, guess who would get the glory? We would. 
But God orchestrates breakthrough in his way and in his plan so that when we get on the other side of the breakthrough, that when the supernatural intervenes in the natural, we'll stand back and say, that wasn't a result of what I did. That wasn't like the mistake of the Tower of Babel was that they built a tower and they wanted to make a name for themselves, the Bible said. And they kept building and building and building. And when they got to the end of it, God caused it to be confusion and scattered all of them over the earth because of this. Because they were consumed with themselves, making a name for themselves. It was all about them and then what they were doing. Breakthrough is not manufactured. It's God orchestrated so that God can get all of the glory. Oh, I want that. I want God to intervene in my life. And I want the story to say, you know what? When I didn't know what to do, when I was stuck, when I didn't know where to go, I didn't know how it was going to work out. What I did was I inquired of the Lord and God broke through somehow, some way. And can I tell you something? When you walk away with a story like that, oh, how that can help somebody else. How that can be an encouragement to somebody to say, you know what, I didn't do it on my own. I didn't manufacture it, but God orchestrated it. And he is the Lord of the breakthrough. And the breakthrough that I experience, you can experience in your own life. Fourth thing I want to show you is that uh, breakthrough doesn't always happen the same way. This kind of bounces off the last point, is that it's not manufactured, it's God-orchestrated. Breakthrough doesn't always happen the same way. We see in this first example when the Philistines came that the Lord, they, He sent them out and they defeated them right away. The second one required them to go about it a little bit differently. And oftentimes we're guilty in the church, especially in, these, in expecting a move of God, is because we always want to see God move in a way like we've seen him move before. But can I tell you something? That God almost always does it different every time. Tell, tell, read the Bible. Just go through and read the stories of the Bible. God caused the flood. God parted the waters. God caused the sun to stand still. God healed the sick. God raised the dead. God was always about doing something different and unique. He worked about it in his own way, in a way that was creative, in a way that was different, in a way that showed him that God was only in control. Breakthrough doesn't always happen the same way, and you can't expect it to work out the way that you think it might work out like last time. Maybe God wants to do something different with it this time. Maybe God wants to break through in your life to show somebody else that he's working things out. Maybe you're going through something terrible, and maybe your coworker realizes that, and they see God work it out in some way that you didn't expect in some different orchestrated way, and that brings them to the faith. You just never know what would happen through breakthrough. And so this is what leads us to the next thing, is that breakthrough cannot be calculated. Breakthrough cannot be calculated. We're a people of sight. We're a people of numbers. We're a people of explanation. We always want to be able to explain it. We always want to be able to add it up. And we always want to be able to touch it. And when we can't, get any of those things when we can't see it when we can't explain it and when we can't put our hands on it it makes us feel like we're out of control but can I tell you something that's okay that's all right breakthrough cannot be calculated David was not going to be able to stand back and say uh, somehow we were able to defeat these giants that were seven feet taller than us they had an army all around us and here we are in a valley in the middle of this stronghold 
David was not going to be able to come up with a solution and say, this is how we did this. He wasn't going to be able to calculate it. All he was going to be able to stand back and say, it was the Lord of the breakthrough who brought supernatural help into my natural circumstance and absolutely made a way when I didn't think there was going to be a way. It cannot be calculated. You can't quite put your finger on it. You can't quite add it up. But God works always, I want to tell you something, always works according to our good, right? God always makes it. What was meant for evil, God's going to turn it around for our good. God wants to make it work out for us. But we have to trust him in the process. We have to trust him that when we're in a situation and we're hopeless, we're in a situation and we don't know how things are going to turn, we're in a situation and you don't know how you're going to make it to tomorrow, you have to trust him for his breakthrough. Listen, it's not our breakthrough. It's not anything we did. It's God. It's God actually coming and intervening in our lives in a supernatural way. This is why we pray. This is why when we come in on Wednesdays, we pray over all these prayer requests because we believe that he is the Lord of the breakthrough today. That he can make a way when it doesn't seem possible. And maybe God might heal somebody of their sickness, or maybe God might let them endure and show about his breakthrough in a different way. We know, no, God is almighty, and he works ways that are perfect in his, in, in his eyes, in his sight, not according to our plan, but it requires us to trust him. I'm going to ask the musicians to come. We're going to pray today, but I want to leave you with this last thing here today. We see here this morning, we see in 2 Samuel chapter 5, is that breakthrough is the result of inviting God to intervene. It's the, it requires waiting. It's not manufactured. It's God orchestrated. And it doesn't always happen the same way. And it cannot be calculated. And sometimes in our lives, God comes through with unexpected breakthrough. Isn't that the best? It's when you weren't expecting God to work it out. It just worked out. That sometimes even in our own lack of faith, God works it on our behalf. God intervenes. God helps us. God shows himself strong and mighty and powerful. And today we're living in a season in our world and in this pandemic and in this whatever we're in right now that we need the Lord of the breakthrough. And the truth is, is that many people are in situations because of this pandemic that they need the Lord of the breakthrough in many ways, and maybe you do today. You need the Lord to break through in your life. You need supernatural help that is beyond your abilities and beyond your capabilities. But the first step is realizing that if you want to see the Lord of the breakthrough is that you've got to realize that you need a breakthrough. Sometimes when we see our situation, we just see it as it is, and we don't think there's any help or any hope, and we lose all hope. But we have to realize that God is able if we will invite him in. And I love the story I want to leave you with in Acts chapter 27 of an unexpected breakthrough. We see here in the story that the Apostle Paul, he's been on a boat and they're sailing. It's been a rough storm. They've been shipwrecked a few times and it's been a, a difficult time. The Bible says that as they were going through this storm, that eventually that they found a way and somehow landed on this island. They didn't plan to land on this island, but somehow they got there. And this, they got to this island, Malta. 
and the people who had never heard about the Lord before. But something happened when Paul was on the island of Malta. The people welcomed them, and they were sitting around a fire. And the Bible says that a snake went up his arm. And immediately the people, when they saw that, they, they had an association that when there was a snake upon him, that, that meant he was a murderer. But Paul, he didn't realize this, of their thinking. But all he did was just kind of shake it off. And it didn't bother him. It didn't do anything. And so the people of the island of Malta, the native people, they began to look at Paul like, this guy is not a murderer. There's something about him. And the Bible goes on to say, as a matter of fact, they thought he was a god because of that. But then they go on and they realize that there's something more to this. And as people came that were sick, they began to realize, and Paul went and he prayed over them. And the Bible says they were healed in that place. And then this amazing thing began to happen, that after the prayer of one person, after the breakthrough of one person in the island, when, God, when Paul stretched out his hand to, to pray over him and he was healed, that the Bible says that all the native people of the island began to bring their sick to him. And this amazing thing to happen was there was an unexpected breakthrough in a place they didn't anticipate in going to. And in this moment was all these sick people began to come to him and the Bible says they began to be healed one after another and God showed himself supernatural and strong on an unexpected place this teaches us something powerful about breakthrough is that oftentimes breakthrough occurs when we least expect it and at the least expected place it often comes when you don't know how it's going to happen often when you don't see it happening but it comes right when you need it. And that was exactly what Paul needed. He didn't need the native people thinking he was a murderer. He needed them to know that God was in control and he was going to break through in this situation. And that whole island began to know the Lord. And today I want to invite you this morning, if you've got something going on in your life and you need a breakthrough, Look, we all do. We've got things going on in our lives and our situations. And we say we need the Lord of the breakthrough. The first step is to call upon him and ask him today. Inquire of him. You're hearing this today and you don't, you don't know the Lord. You've never made a decision to follow him with your life. I want to tell you something. He wants to break through in your life. He wants to give you supernatural grace to walk in this life. If you will come to him and let him know how much you need him today. Confess your sins. The Bible says he is faithful and just to forgive us of all of our unrighteousness today. Would you stand with me this morning? Close your eyes. Choir is going to come. I want to pray for you today. You'd say to me, Charlie, I'm, I'm going through some stuff. I'm going through some trouble. I'm going through a storm. I'm going through a situation where I, I don't know what to do. I'm lost. I, I just don't know where to go next. I want to invite you today to call upon the Lord of the breakthrough. He might, he will break through if you will call upon him. I can tell you because of many times when I was stuck and I didn't know what to do, I called upon the Lord of the breakthrough and he came. It might not have been like I expected, but he came and he worked it out. Today you're going through something this morning. Would you just lift your hands to him today? call upon him this morning Lord I need you I need you today you're the Lord of the breakthrough Lord 
God, I don't know how you want to work this out. And it doesn't matter. But I just want you to come, Lord. Come right now, Lord. Come like a flood. Burst through, Lord. Burst through, Lord. May I stand back and watch you work in a mighty way, Lord. May I stand back and just give you all the glory for how you're going to work this out, Lord. God, we've got family members who need you, Lord. They need the Lord of the breakthrough, Lord. We've got people around us who are battling sickness. They need the Lord of the breakthrough. Father, people who don't know how they're going to make it to tomorrow, Lord, but you are the Lord of the breakthrough today. And God, I want to invite you to come as we inquire upon you, just like you did on the island of Malta. You came unexpected, but you came with all power and all might, and you showed yourself great. And I pray today, Lord, for that person who is doubting you, for questioning you, I pray today that you would show yourself to them as the Lord of the breakthrough, the one who is able to take control of the situation. God, today we invite you to come this morning. We invite you to intervene in our lives. Lord, we don't want to just talk about breakthrough, Lord. We don't want to just sing about it. We want to experience it, Lord. And God, today I pray in our church, Lord, that we would experience breakthrough, that moment where the supernatural intervenes in the natural, Lord, where what comes into just a Sunday service would it turn into an encounter with God. Lord, I want to encounter you, Jesus. I want to be like Jacob, Father. Go to a place of prayer, but come out wrestling with God. A supernatural breakthrough. God, I pray today that you would intervene in our lives, Father. We want to experience you, Lord. We want to witness the Lord of the breakthrough today. God, we invite you this morning. We invite you today. I pray for my friends who are struggling today. They're battling. They're wrestling, Lord. They don't know what they're going to do. God, I just pray the Lord of the breakthrough would come and help them today, God. Give them strength, Lord. Give them renewal as they wait, Father, as they trust your provision, as they trust your way to work it out. I pray, God, renew their strength, Lord. Let them mount up on wings like eagles, and Lord, let them soar, Father. Don't let them grow weary, Father, but Give them strength today, God. Give them help today. Fresh strength today, God. Fresh renewal, Lord. May times of refreshing come from your presence today. We pray, God, as we worship you. Lord, we thank you today. We honor you this morning. Come on, if you're here this morning, you need the Lord of the breakthrough. Call upon him today as the choir sings. Lift up your voice to him. Worship him. Adore him. Go to the place like David, inquire of him. God, what do I do? God, how do I do this? Ask him today, and he is faithful and just. He will show you the way.